Welcome to That Might Be Cool. I'm Jason Hammonds. And I'm Chase Anderson. And Chase, we are on the road to Endgame. Uh, today we'll be talking about one of the most uh, one of the most worthy MCU movies, if you will. Is that, you get it? Ah. Ah. I don't get it. It's because <laughs> the hammer. Yeah, who, who, he gets hammered. Who, who's, whoever be so worthy or whatever the phrase is. Uh, or whosoever holds this hammer, be he worthy. That's that's the phrase. Wow, jeez, man. Um, but yeah, this is this is uh, this is the first kind of uh, the first peek into the uh, the kind of otherworldly Marvel realms. Man, they get out there too. They do get out there. They go all the way to New Mexico. New Mexico. <laughs> that's a crazy, strange land that's never been explored before in these movies. Yeah, um, that little town, man. That little town caused a lot of trouble. How do you live in a town like that, by the way? I've lived... I mean, I guess when I lived in Cedar City, it it's was... It's not that small. It's not that small. That's two blocks. But there were there were towns, like, outside Cedar City that I knew people who lived in that looked like that. Oh, I didn't know that was real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what what well, movie are we watching? Oh, we're watching Thor. It's not easy to do what you did. You made my man look like a bunch of minimum wage mall cops. That's hurtful. Would you like to tell me where you received your training? Afghanistan? Chechnya? Who are you? Well, we 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 got we're we've been thunderstruck. Uh, Chase, this this movie is uh, this this movie grossed a total of uh, four hundred and forty nine million dollars at the box office on a budget of one fifty. So uh, it made some pretty good money. I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah, it's like by MCU standards, it's not amazing at this point, but at the time, that that's a hit. You know. Well, what is it compared to the other? MCU entries in this phase one. Uh, in phase one, let's see. This one is uh, ranked number eighteen uh, for total worldwide. Or no, sorry, that's for um, domestic gross. It's nineteen for worldwide gross for the whole MCU. For the whole MCU, it goes Incredible Hulk is at the bottom, then Captain America, then Thor. All right, but at the same time, that's still like for for most studios spending. You know, at least at the time. Spending 150, getting back almost 500, like that's that's decent. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty good. That's that's fairly low budget, I would say, compared to compared to where they're at now. Because now they're about 200 to 250. Was that per big ma- budget maybe. back in the day? Yeah, back, back in the day, seven years ago. <laughs> back in the day, man. That's I mean, even still, it's a big budget. Like we just so we just watched Shazam um, for the second time, and this is still, I mean, almost double Shazam's budget. What? Yeah, Shazam had like a 90 million dollar budget. That's unreal. Okay, so that that is a pretty big budget yeah. movie. It's yeah, it's still pretty big budget. I mean, even like Deadpool was made on sixty. Yeah, um, see, that's lower budget though. Lower budget for a blockbuster. For a blockbuster, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised that Shazam was so low. But uh, what w- what are your thoughts on this when they first this first came out in theaters? Um, it, it I actually at first I wasn't stoked on it, but I did enjoy it. And actually, this this movie. This movie came out in theaters. This was the first MCU movie to come out in theaters while you and I were both working at the movie theater. 
It is. Yeah. I do re- I do remember that. I remember they had a replica hammer that was hanging from yeah. the roof and everybody wanted to get their hands on it. That was cuz that was a cool hammer. It was. It was it looked exactly the same. I would did you when you were working in the projection booth, did you walk around with the hammer kind of spinning it around and Oh yeah, no, all it? the time, dude. Yeah. I was like cuz that, that was the nice bam, thing bam. is they they sent us like a promo thing that had like the hammer hanging from it. It was like a sign that hang, hung up on the roof and the hammer hung from the sign, right? Yeah, but it never it was there for, I think, like the premiere, and then people were taking it down and yeah. doing all sorts of crap with it. They it's, would walk around with it in the while they were cleaning theaters, and like yep, we had to tell them the to stop, yeah. like just leave it there because they weren't getting any work done because <laughs> the hammer was so freaking cool. Yeah, it was it was fun being able to just kind of sneak away with it and go back up to the projection room and just do our thing while holding the hammer. Where'd the hammer go? Man, that projection room was fun. That was a fun job. It was. It was good times, you know. That was where uh, that was where for the listeners that was where Chase and I met. Uh, we hated each other. We did. Yeah, I, I did. Like, I, I did like, think Who's this guy because they they brought me up like when I first started on my first day. The thing was so Chase this the movie theater we worked at was kind of a it was a second run movie theater that had been like shut down for a couple years and then bought under new ownership and so they started hiring people, but it was a pretty low budget affair and so they hired you and then uh, our other friends to to be the sort of projectionists yeah me and me and my the other guy should we say his name that's yeah, matt yeah, yeah sure. it's matt good old matt not matt from the savage land different matt oh yeah different matt um anyway if you're listening what's up matt? <laughs> uh, but yeah so so they hired you two to like be the projectionists just two of us i was i was shocked because like i was uh hired and my first day was the same day yeah so they had a huge hiring thing and then and then they were like yeah we'll be here tonight and we're op- we open tonight and i was like oh shoot i guess i work today so uh, they came up and they taught us a little bit of this and that, and uh, they were. Like, it was yeah, just me and him, and I was like, "Just me and you," and I was like, "That means there's two shifts a day." So we, I worked every day. Yeah, um, that's how it was in the projection booth for sure. It was like when you're working, it's like basically every day. Yeah, I was working like sixty hours, eighty hours sometimes uh-huh. uh, a week there, uh, but it, it's easy hours, you know. You just yeah, sit, you're up in a room, sit there, and then we would have to watch the movies, of course. But yeah, I think Jason was the first one, first projectionist that we've hired since um, since opening. Yeah, since me and Matt, yeah. and it was like it was like a little bit of a relief because I'm like, okay, now I can, I can take some time off because I've spent mm-hmm. all summer working a ton of hours. Well, when they because they they entered it like because I, I started telling them like you know hey here's like they they were like asking me questions about like what I did and stuff like that and I mentioned that I worked on cars, <laughs> you know like and and because my dad and I grew up like restoring cars and stuff like that and apparently that was like that's that's your thing I mean obviously I know that now but you were you would you would like worked on cars and stuff and so that was kind of why they made you a projectionist because they were like oh he knows how to work with machines yeah because I had a I had a shiny Camaro at the Donatella. time right when I right when I painted it it does yeah. not look as nice <laughs> nowadays. But yeah, so I ha- I had that, and then you came in, and you were the same thing. And then they're like, they they told me they're like, this new guy, he works on cars, you'll like him. And then he comes up, and, and you're <laughs> well, like, that's always and like, what's up, dude? <laughs> I don't know. That's my Jason impression. That's like, a good impression. Nah, what are you doing, guys? That's always the thing, though. When people tell you you'll like someone, there's it's almost a challenge where you're like, yeah, I'll see about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. Well, because I, I went up and I saw you, and you like I, the, my first impression of you was like you were just like sitting on the couch in the projection room, just like I think like doodling on the clipboard. Oh yeah, I was like, carving on the clipboard uh, itself. Tribal into the back of the clipboard. It looks good, <laughs> and it's still there. I, I, I went back, and Cody was using that exact same clipboard. There you go. And I was like, hey. 
that's it's my artwork. You want me to sign it? And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It, it was, but it was it was funny because yeah, that was that was like the my first impression was like I th- I kind of thought you were high. I'll be honest, I didn't know Everybody you. Everybody did. I did not know you yet, and so I didn't know that like you were not a drug person. Everyone thought, yeah, like even the managers were like, yeah, he he's kind of a stoner or something. Yeah, like even though I told them, I'm like, yeah, I've never I've never done anything. I've never even like dabbled, you know, thought yeah. about it or whatever. And they're like, yeah. You have, you are. Oh. Yeah, you have. We know it. I'm like, oh, you're just lying. I guess then I'm a pothead. So, <laughs> but I, you know, well, yeah, I get it. That was before the long hair too, which is yeah, it's a wild, weird, crazy I don't know time. What it was, but, but yeah, when we were when we were working here, this this was an exciting time when superhero movies really started. Like the second wave of superhero movies started to hit because this was during our time of that dur- during our time together at that theater. You worked there a lot longer than me, both before and after. Yeah, I actually didn't work there that long, but really, I guess you worked there for about like probably a year before me and a year after me. I worked there a year and a half total. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! So you were just there a couple months before and a couple months after that. Yeah, I was there the summer before and then probably the summer after because I left yeah. in November. But uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but during that time that we were there, there was a bunch of superhero movies that came through. It was crazy. I remember, um, we had Thor, we had X-Men first class, we had, uh, uh, Green Lantern, and then we had Captain America. I think that's when, I thought it was when we had Avengers or something, because we had, it was one time we had every single movie was playing was a, a superhero movie, and yeah. it was first class, some sort of Avengers movie, I think it was Avengers, and then The Dark Knight Rises? I could be wrong though, but oh, that's yeah. what I seem to remember. And then Avatar was there, I think. Yeah, I but see, well, no, no I, Avatar was way before. That was Avatar. What came out like during the old Water Gardens? Um, I'm so confused. What was that huge movie then? I don't know. It was falling off the. Trans- oh, it was Transformers. Transformers Four was the one that fell off the platter. Four or three. Yeah, it would have been three. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, or, yeah, two or three. Um, anyway. Lots but, of superhero movies. Yeah, so I think Avengers came out after I was done at the theater. But that, that was like... that. I watched this movie so many times. Like, because this was Why? the one... Because at the time... <laughs> I actually like this movie. I like Thor. I know you're, you're a little down on it. But this was the movie that was like the first glimpse into like the, the, the big sort of like seeing another part of the Marvel Universe. Uh, you know, you see like the kings and the cosmic stuff and whatever. That's what I didn't like about it because at the time we had the MCU and yeah. it was right after the Dark Knight and everything was supposed to be realistic. You know, we had the gritty yeah. um, action movie that was Incredible Hulk. We had Iron Man and then even Iron Man 2 wasn't that far out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Captain America, you know, World War Two, and that one hadn't come out yet. Yeah. But I was like, Thor was really weird and I think it was a big risk for the for the studio at the time because yep. it's like how are the audiences going to react to Thor I mean everybody says Guardians of the Galaxy was the first like dip into like the cosmic but this yeah. this is f- like the, the first dip into the cosmic I I that's like, true, Thor yeah. why are they doing Thor Thor is not a superhero Thor is a Norse god Norse god I'm like that's kind of a weird choice but now that we know Thor and the MCU and yeah. like I've gotten in a little bit a little bit more into like the comics yeah. world it's uh, there are a lot of characters that aren't like you're just caped, yeah, superheroes. Oh, totally, a ton. So, it's the 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 thing. I don't know. Like, there was something about this movie. I really loved the aesthetic of it when it came out. I love, honestly, I love the helmet. I wish that's this is the only time we've ever had Thor in his helmet. Yeah, the like the legit with the wings. I mean, we yeah. had a little uh, a nod to it, I guess, in, in, Ragnarok. in Ragnarok. But yeah. this one, I saw that they had it, and I was like, "Oh, they have the helmet, and then they never use it ever again." Ever, even especially he he's never in a battle in that helmet. I don't think it's just like no, it's like a ceremonial helmet. Yeah, which is lame. I really want to see him flying around with that helmet. I love the helmet. It would be cool. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they just 
thought it was too much. They thought it was too much for sure. Because and a lot, I've I've heard a lot of people say they think the helmet's too much, but I, I love it. I thought it would have been cool. I, I think they should have used it at least in one battle when he goes to fight the frost giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be dope. And then maybe it like fall in his face and he throws it away. <laughs> I so this one this movie was um, directed by Kenneth Branagh, but uh, it actually it went through a couple of different familiar names. Actually, speaking of X Men First Class, which I think that was my most watched movie while I was at the theater was First Class. First Class, yeah. I, I that was the one I watched more than any other that we had during my time there. Um, I love that movie, uh, but no. So this this movie passed through uh, the director of X Men First Class, Matthew Vaughn, was actually on board to write it or to direct it for like, I think a year, year and a half. Um, David Goyer was actually like in negotiations to, to write and direct it. Um, and then, uh, they actually went through Guillermo del Toro as well. Guillermo. I don't think it would have been that good. I I think honestly, if Guillermo had done it, I think the Thor movies would have started off where like close to where Ragnarok ended up at. Cause del Toro really wanted to do like some Kirby shit. Like, to, to take it full-blown weird and, and crazy, and I think that's why they didn't go with Del Toro. Really? I, I've never really... I don't know. I've never in, liked... Uh, the, the movies that I think, too, and I think Guillermo Del Toro are um, Blade Two and then the Hellboy movies, mm-hmm. which I don't... I'm, I'm not a big fan of that aesthetic. Got it. I don't know why. Like, it's very... I don't know. Yeah. It's very Guillermo, Guillermo Del Toro. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it would be interesting to see that, because um, you said you liked the the way this movie looked yes i do love i love how it looks um yeah it's, i don't know it's, see for me it's it's the opposite like um it was it was pretty cool it was a uh, actually thinking back on it i don't like it but when i did watch it i was actually a little disappointed that the movie didn't play take that much place on uh asgard yeah because asgard looks awesome i really like even though it's like all vfx weird environments but like i think it looks dope this one's weird like uh if you go back and watch it they have uh the very first introduction to it they have weird floating yeah squares which they kind of get rid of yeah like a lot of it they change yeah i I think the they redid asgard to be oh for sure a lot different than it was when it started out yeah from here to dark world and then from dark world to ragnarok as asgard changes its look quite a lot yeah which is weird. Um, but yeah, no, I, I actually like the change. This one mm. is, yeah, it seems way too over, you know, fake VFX. Yeah. Just like randomness. Like, but yeah, I, I get what they were going for. But yeah, at the time, it was like that was a big leap in the MCU. Huge. Was uh, jumping to gods and Asgard. And yeah, no, it was enormous. Realms. Do you want to know who was originally uh, on board to play Thor? Or Liam. who was originally offered the role to play Thor? Liam Hemsworth. No. Liam Hemsworth auditioned, but he was never offered it. Uh, Tobey Maguire. Nope. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig? Yeah. I guess I could see that. Especially like young, because he turned it down uh, uh, due to the James Bond franchise. Um, I think this was just after the first James Bond movie. Um, I think it was just after Casino Royale, and he hadn't done Quantum of Solace yet. So I'm betting he wishes he would have jumped ship. But I don't... I don't think that I don't know. It is weird. We were we were doing we were talking about this like uh, alternate casting yeah. worlds, and it's like I don't know where it would have gone. I honestly I I have no guesses on that. And but I think he would have done a really good job. I think he would have done a good job. I think it would definitely be a very different Thor. I think Chris because Chris, Chris Hemsworth is such a pretty boy and like you know young dashing handsome whatever. Daniel yeah. Craig's definitely a different type of look for sure. Yeah, I mean we definitely wouldn't have a Thor Ragnarok because that's a lot of Kim Chris Hemsworth's, um, you know. Sort of humor, yeah, humor, and that's the way he he 
he's actually really funny. Yeah. Oh, totally. So like, and people didn't realize that with the first Thor because this Thor is very. I talk like this exactly <laughs> like how he talks in the in the comic books. Yeah. And yeah, the Thor. It's just he was kind of a boring character. He had a couple good lines when he throws the stuff on the ground, and he's like another. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why did you do that? And he's like, I was telling them that I liked it. <laughs> um, and I, see, I, I actually, I, I like the humor in this movie overall. I think, I think this movie has a lot of, like, funny moments that are, like, underrated, you know? Um, yeah. I, uh, I hate the Dutch angle, though. Like, I would watch this movie more often, but I'm not a, I, I do not like the Dutch angle. Yeah, like, there's. It has its place. Mm-hmm. But, like, this guy was, like, Every time, and I'm like, what? What are you trying to do with this angle? Say like, oh, it's crazy. Like things are gonna get sideways. Yeah, he, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh really, really likes moving the camera around, uh, and it's it is odd. I don't, I don't love the the Dutch. I mean, I, I also don't hate it though. Like people, a lot of people really talk about how distracting it is. I don't hate it. It's um, very distracting because <laughs> it's like uh, crooked, and especially since I've been getting into video and photography myself, uh-huh. it's like. You want it to be straight, like when you when you're trying to do the composition of a photo or of a shot. Yeah, you want it to be straight. Um, I mean, for for me, this is just like ah, it's too much. I think it has its place, and he di- he overuses it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean this this movie it introduces us to a lot of key components that would end up kind of going on to be super important uh, in the MCU. I mean, Loki, Tom Hiddleston being one of them. I uh, I think this this movie. The the biggest downside here, the biggest thing that that becomes very noticeable very quickly, is Natalie Portman has almost no place in this. Like her, at least her role just has like no place in this universe. Really, like she is there to like give us some exposition and kind of be sort of a POV character for parts. But after this movie, there's they they try and find ways to use her, and it's never really that well, it, good. It doesn't make sense, like because uh, when they introduce her, she's the one. Her her and her team find Thor, and it's yeah. like this, uh, you know, discovering. It's like a Twilight episode of discovering something that's Twilight crazy. Zone. You said Twilight like vampires. Tw- I said Twilight Zone. You said Twilight. Go back and listen to it. I'm gonna go back and listen to it. <laughs> I meant Twilight Zone, and I said Twilight. Um, yeah, no, vampires are very important to Thor. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, but like she is the, it's, it's kind of weird that like she's there in the exact place in the middle of nowhere. I guess it's the one place that the Bifrost sends them to. Yeah. So they're trying to, trying so to figure like, out. They, yeah. They're studying phenomenon going on here. Yeah. Cause astrophysics or something. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> don't, don't think about too hard. But yeah, afterwards, well, it's because, um, they have this really forced love story mm-hmm. where they talk in a trailer Yeah, and then they're in love. And uh, like I never, I got that. I'm like, why is this? That's so forced, and I'm like, it's so unnecessary. Oh yeah. And it doesn't make sense that they're head over heels in love. And I totally get why they separate. Not not just that, like Natalie Portman they didn't have anything to do with her, and she didn't want to do with Thor three. Mm-hmm. But I, it totally makes sense why it was like they're like, yeah, we broke up because I don't know, <laughs> we don't have anything in common, really. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, yeah, she's a nerd, and I'm a, a jock. So it's like what what do they talk about other yeah. than like there, there, there's there's I cannot envision them really having deep conversations like they have the one conversation when Thor explains the nine realms to her yeah but like once Thor once they once she understands where Thor comes from there's nothing they can talk about and we see that in the dark world 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's very um, you know, prevalent in like the disconnect and like the chemistry between these two characters is just not there and yeah. it's just forced. Yeah. It's like they were set up by two different, you know, like it was a, an arranged marriage, marriage? Yeah. kind of oh, thing 100%. and they were like I guess I got to like you. Yeah. yeah. But instead of their parents arranging it, it was uh the 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 studios. The studios. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah, it's weird, man. Uh, I will say Clark Gregg showing up in this movie again. I love him. I love every appearance he has in the MCU is great. He's fantastic. He is pretty cool. They he comes in, steals all their equipment. Yeah. For some reason. They kind of make Shield seem like like a, a bunch of dicks. Yeah, which I mean, you know, government bureaucrats, screw them. Yeah, they're out, they're out here to find the hammer and stuff. But yeah, this is coming from the one of the best, you know, mid-credit scene or post-credit scene, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, with the, the, the Thor Thor's hammer reveal. Uh-huh. And, uh, so yeah, that, that pays off and we get to see like a little shield outfit. The very first, like, uh, real shield, um, department or whatever you call it. Yeah. Team of, uh, whatever. And they come in and they're redirecting flights and they're doing all this stuff and they're doing all this sketchy secret agent kind of stuff. <laughs> and trying to figure out the hammer doing science on the hammer. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's and it's also that also introduces us to Hawkeye for the first time, uh, which he doesn't get to do anything. We just see him go for a gun and then grab a bow and arrow. Yeah, we talked about that. I don't and remember then what sit in a bird's nest. Yeah, he goes, huh? Mm, maybe mm. I'm gonna. I'm, they tell, they keep. It's like they 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 they've told him knock it off with yeah. the, the bow and arrow, but he's like, I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's so like really getting away with something. I I I, I do kind of. The the one line that I kind of like is when he's like, uh, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, are you going to, you know, are, are you going to clear me to shoot because I'm starting to root for this guy or something like that? Oh, he does have a line. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a fun little line. Yeah, because they're going to be team members. They're yeah. They're going to be co-workers. I'm still with <laughs> Exactly. They're co um, That's actually my favorite scene in the whole movie is when he busts in there. Yeah. And um, like he is very, you know, overconfident. He doesn't have his powers. Yeah. But he is confident that he can beat these other people. And it's really cool to see. To see Thor like that, I mean, I know he doesn't have my, his powers for most of the movie, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have issues with that. Um, I kind of do at the end a little bit, yeah. um, but uh, anyway, the third act's different. But, uh, I like this scene because yeah. it's Thor going against other people. You know, he's fighting them, and even though he doesn't have his powers, he is the, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and uh, him grabbing the hammer and realizing he's not worthy. Yeah, is. Uh, because he goes straight from being that like cocky, like I can take care of this. Yeah, to just to, being defeated. Like, what is, what do, what do, what do I do? Yeah, what do I do? Why can't I do this? I, and, yeah, it has uh, like no purpose in his life. That's that. I think that's the only, you know, character development yeah. moment, and like the only like heart of the movie is right right there. Yeah. Um. Everything else seems kind of. I don't know. I, I like most of it because I like his relationship with Loki. I kind of like the the competitiveness there. I mean, the romance story, yeah, is weak, but I I, I really like the dynamic between he and Loki. I think I think the the movie that is best with their dynamic, the two movies that are best are are Thor two and and Thor Ragnarok. I think those are the two where they really nail the relationship between Thor and Loki. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but I do like the setup in this movie. Uh, I like that eventually Loki gets more sexy. Like in this movie, Loki's kind of creepy and smarmy looking. He's very creepy. He's even very, really creepy in Avengers. Yeah. Because his eyes are bloodshot and he's like, ugh, like he's. Yeah. Something's been. Like he hasn't slept since. Exactly. Yeah. He looks like he just hasn't slept. Yeah. Um, We're also. So we're introduced to Sif and the Warriors 3. Uh, Jamie Alexander is Sif, who 
I think is fantastic in that role and again like never has anything to do like in Thor and Thor the Dark World she kind of has a role but not really you know she's there to like be jealous of Jane or something yeah yeah I don't know I don't know if they're ever going to bring her back. She really likes the role. She reprised yeah. it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and you've got to like the role. Which is, uh, the, I think, one of the only times someone from the movies has Yeah, shown I think up. Nick Fury popped up once, right? He showed up once, but yeah. I don't think it was because Nick Fu- uh, Sam Jackson wanted to. There's some sort of contractual obligation. I don't know. Maybe Sam Jackson's a cool guy. I, I can see him being like, yeah, I'll do one episode. Yeah, well, and I think episode. it was also like, because at, at the very beginning, Joss Whedon was much more involved. You know, I think he even directed the pilot. Um, or something like that. Oh, like, really? Yeah, because his brother created the show. Um, or I think he and his brother created the show together. Huh. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, the, 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 the Warriors 3 are introduced. Now, Fandral, so the, the sort of Robin Hood looking character, in this movie, he's played by Josh Dallas. Uh, and I actually really like Josh Dallas's look in the role. I think he's a very good choice, uh, to play it. But the first choice for the role in this movie, was Zachary Levi, who had to drop out because of some other contractual obligation, right? Oh, he was originally supposed to be? He was originally supposed to be Fandral. Uh, and then, in the sequel, something happened. I guess Josh Dallas wasn't able to reprise the role, and they ended up casting Zachary Levi in the Dark World to yeah, play Fandral. And literally no one noticed. No one noticed. It was like... Which is wild, because Zachary Levi with blonde eyebrows and blonde hair looks awful. It's really bad. Yeah, because he he does it. He is in uh, Thor Ragnarok for about ten seconds. Yeah, and, and he's uh, also yeah yeah he's in he's in Dark World and Ragnarok. And he yeah, dies. so but like I remember a lot of people when that came out. Like it was like years later that they someone made a joke on. They're like, yeah, nobody noticed that they had changed roles. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I had no idea. Like, yeah, I literally I didn't know. I remember noticing it just because I did notice how good Josh Dallas looked in the first movie. How he looked like very. Uh, uh, Robin Hood. He just had like the perfect look for that role, and so I did notice. I was like, "Why does he not look so good in this movie?" When I when <laughs> it was Zachary Levi, I was like, "Why does he look weird now?" They, uh, did they give him blonde eyebrows? Like, they, did they yeah. bleach him or did they cover him up? I don't know what they did, but it looks weird. <laughs> as weird as Thor with blonde eyebrows. I think I think weirder than Thor with blonde eyebrows. I didn't notice that like Thor like the blonde eyebrows until you watch like. Um, you know, the newer Avengers, movies. yeah, because he he goes back to normal um eyebrows, and I can see why like Chris Hemsworth, he's like, I don't want to bleach my eyebrows. Well, yeah, and it just doesn't every movie, and, and it, it just doesn't look as good. Like it's it's fine to have him not be full blonde. Yeah, like I I like apparently that was a wig. I thought he would, he grew his hair out. Um, but he says in Avengers that that was his real hair. Interesting. And the other one was fake. And I was like, ah, dude, his hair looked fake in Avengers. Maybe that's why it didn't look as good because it was real. And he just yeah. But when they finally nail his hair, the long hair, Viking with the braids and like the, you know, it's tied back a little mm-hmm. bit and it works really well in Thor the Dark World. I agree. There's there's a lot of redeemable things about Thor the Dark World um, other than the villain and the plot. <laughs> I, I love that movie when it came out because it was like, oh, yeah, it's like it takes place on Asgard. It's going to be mm-hmm. so sick instead of in a desert. Like because this one takes place in like this weird town. They built the town for the for the movie. Yeah, the entire town. Yeah, and uh, which like that's really cool, you know. And you can and you can see like the shots from above the town. It's like three blocks. You know what I mean? It's this weird like because it's not just like a it's not a town that you would see in, in the middle of a desert like that. No, it's like a regular town that they like just took a chunk out of. Yeah, you know they pulled the brainiac and just picked it up and put it in the desert. Yeah, because it's like 
if you go to actual towns like that, I mean, I don't know if you actually went to one but yeah. that your friends lived in, but yeah. that's not what they look like. No. At all. Well, yeah, I mean, they're definitely not that close together. I think that's the big thing is like small towns like that, the buildings aren't like feet away from each other. They're very spread out. Yeah. Well, it's usually like, yeah, they have like have a road and then all the houses are spread out Yeah, and they have stuff like that. But yeah, it is, it is a weird location. Like the town, I just, it always bugged me. Yeah. The, how they, how it looked. Yeah. Like, this is totally fake. This is not real at all. Yeah, it does it does look strange to just suddenly just have a bunch of buildings right there and like no houses around it and no like no 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 roads, no, no roads. like no highway that gets, you know, goes yeah. out of there. It's like dirt roads or whatever. Yeah. It is weird cuz yeah, they don't erect that much when they're that cut off. Like usually it's just farms and whatever. Yeah, cuz it was just like a regular town. Like normal people walking around. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like the downtown segment of any like kind of medium-sized town. Yeah. But just in the middle of nowhere. And then there's nothing else. Yeah. So, it's weird. It is weird. Um that, that's the thing. There are a lot of visual choices in this movie as much as I do love most of the look of this movie. There's a lot of visual choices that are just strange. Um the one thing I'll say, you know, Loki Loki as a character is awesome in this movie. Loki's plotline is convoluted as hell and, and makes absolutely no no sense. But that it being is, said, it's like the, it, it well, it doesn't make sense because it's like the same thing with Obadiah. Yeah, that um Scott was talking about. Yeah, where it's like, how do you go from being like a brother to just being like, I'm gonna throw everything away on this terrible plan? Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I, I get that because what is his plan? Can you try try to figure it out? I'll, I'll let you do it because I'm like I don't even remember. It's, I mean, his plan is to like, or his goal is to rule Asgard, but it's like he's he's trying to like win his father's affection by doing the thing that his dad banished Thor for trying to do, and then like betraying the Frost Giants to get a hold of the like. It doesn't. None of it adds up. Okay, so so let's 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 try to walk this through, you know, step by step. Oh, uh, Thor has been banished for trying to beat the the guys because Loki had let him in as a prank because he's a trickster to ruin you know Thor's big day, which yeah. actually ended up getting some Asgard's killed. Yeah, yeah, some guards, and I'm like, oh, that's geez, a bit much. <laughs> but so Thor goes off the deep end, goes out there, and then gets banished. Yeah, and then Loki's plan is like, I'm gonna kill Thor, I'm gonna kill Heimdall, and uh, I'm gonna no, he's gonna kill Thor, he's gonna freeze Heimdall. He sh- yeah, he should have. He should have you know, killed because he, he busts out of the ice. Yeah, he freezes him. Yeah, he just freezes him. He doesn't like freeze him and then kick his frozen body off of the bridge. Like he just freezes him and then leaves him there. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, his 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 plan is super bizarre. Yeah, it's it's just weird. He sh- he definitely, if he wanted his plan to be executed somehow, he should have killed Heimdall. But that's the thing is his plan doesn't make sense. So even no matter what scenario, to me, I'm like, well, so. What's he do? He goes. He he invites them in. Like they're like the because he says I'm one of you, basically. Or does yeah. he does he reveal that? Yeah, no, he does. He well, he he. I don't know if he reveals it like to the audience. No, he reveals it to the the people. Yeah, like to the frost. Giants. The frost. Giants. That's what I'm saying. When he's talking to the frost giants, I feel like it was like an understood thing where it was like the the Laufey was like, oh, you're not like them, yada yada, whatever. Actually, no, because Loki doesn't know he's a frost giant yet. That's possible. Anyway, so he. He might because at the end, that is the end, is where he starts turning blue. Yeah, because he finds out, and that's when he gets he loses respect for like he's having the conversation with Laufey. Laufey touches his arm, and it turns blue, and then Loki's like, "What the fuck?" No, that's he realizes I, that when he goes to with Thor. 
because don't let them touch you. And oh, then he gets yeah. touched and he turns blue. And then that's when he starts that's doubting right. himself. You're right, you're right. Um, we totally watched this movie, by the way. <laughs> but he invites the Frost Giants in to, to kill Odin. Uh-huh. And then he saves the day so that his dad will be like... And then he destroys Laufey and the Frost Giants that break in because he's like, they're trying to break in. He takes advantage of yeah, but then it's like what Thor did. Sure. And then they're like, oh, you're perfect. But there's so many the obvious questions that would come up. Like, how did the Frost Giants get in? Doesn't matter how they get in the first time. Well, exactly. But that's the thing is like, once this is all said and done, like Loki really thinks Odin's not going to be like, how did all that happen? investigation yeah well like again he freezes heimdall heimdall's just gonna get unfrozen and be like hey uh loki froze me and then all this crap happened like does he does does loki freeze him was he there when he froze him yeah yeah loki was right in front of him and just froze him yeah and then they have oh because he uses the thing yeah the freezer square yeah uh what that's the the freeze square that's like a weird artifact thing that they have for some reason yeah and it looks like the tesseract but with handles yeah <laughs> with the little love handles on the side yeah it's it's and it's, then he has two uh frost giants just guard the the statue or the frozen body of heimdall yeah it just doesn't like why not if if that's your plan right to be like oh the frost giants got in somehow and then i beat kill him. him yeah after he frees uh heimdall kick him off the bridge like, he's sitting there right on the edge of the Rainbow Bridge. Just give him a little punt. I don't know. Maybe he was going to try to, like, use him later. Like, uh, you know, after taking the throne, he'll be like... Because he needs it because he's got the eyes, you know? So he's like... Maybe he's like, I'm your king now. You have to obey me because you're so loyal to the throne. And then Heimdall will be... I mean, he 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 immediately breaks his vow in yeah. that. He's like, are you willing to break your vow to blah, blah, blah? He's like, yes. He's like, good. Here, I'll help you out. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, man. Um, but no, I, I Loki's plan is doesn't make any sense. However, it, being introduced to Loki is awesome. I, I really like him in this movie. I like his his aesthetic. I like his character. I love. I, I really do like Jotunheim and the Frost Giants and the role that that plays. Um, it's I don't know. Overall, it, it is a to me at least. It's a pretty damn fun movie. Um, I like Nick Fury showing up in the post credit scene. Speaking of post credit scenes, this is the one where we have Loki mind-controlling Dr. Selvig and getting him to go on board the Tesseract research program thing. Oh, yeah. Which is also one of those things where you go, it doesn't quite make sense. I mean, you can, you can argue that he's got magic and he can kind of do that. Like, that's kind of like the, what do you call it, when, when you're just like, oh, yeah. Suspension of disbelief. No, not that, but just like, oh yeah, he has he has magic. It's sure. it's whatever. Well, I also there is a thing though where like in this entire movie there are so many points where the movie just wants us to accept a new random ability of Loki's. It's magic. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he can he's uh he has invisibility, he can project his himself, he can um do this and that and something. Um so if if he wanted to kill Thor though, he sends the destroyer for some reason. Yeah. Um I think that's obviously just visually you wanted to have a big fight scene between him and the yeah. monster. That's the thing I didn't like about it cuz everybody was like the villain cuz nobody really thought Loki as the villain. Yeah. It so was, uh, just I was it like was who's the villain? It's like oh the destroyer. And I was like that's lame. Yeah, it's not really. But he has, you know, he has to why doesn't he just sneak in and slit his throat or something? Can you slit he's human basically. Yeah. He could, he totally could. It'd be a lot easier to kill him than with a uh, 100% the big monster. Yeah. Oh, I do. My favorite line in the whole movie, though, is uh, when the destroyer shows up and Phil Coulson goes, is that one of Starks? And he like, uh, he's like, ah, oh, I don't know. And then it's not. 
Yeah, yeah. I like that line. I remember when it came out. I was like, that's that's a good line. It's yeah, especially at this point in the MCU, it's like they're still the 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 threads are still like very you know loosely tied between the movies. Like they haven't really started coming together yet. So even those little mentions, you're like, ah, oh yeah, all the little mentions are like all that we need. That's all. I, yeah, those are my favorite things. It like, was still the wink and the nod phase of the MCU where they wouldn't just directly like talk about a character. Where because there's there's a moment too where Selvig is like. I used to know a scientist back in the day who, you know, pioneered gamma radiation or whatever. And like, you're like, it went bad. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, yeah, I know that's about Hulk, but they're still doing this weird. I don't know. I was like, thing. that's a Hulk. That's a Hulk. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I caught that because uh, <laughs> I understood that reference. Like, I understood that subtle reference there, that really sneaky reference. Uh, yeah, it was, it's, they were still like getting out of the comic book period where it was like, we're just going to give a little hint of, toward another character. You know? Well, I think that they were small like that so that, like, in case it didn't pay off later, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's just like, oh, it's well, just I mean, but a Incredible nod. Hulk had come, had come out already. I, I just realized that as I was saying it. But, like, you know, like the little yeah. nods, like the Captain America's shield in yeah. Iron Man 2, which doesn't make any sense because, like, why is there, like, a weird prototype shield when he's only ever used the one? Yeah. Oh, uh, totally. Like, that, the weird, like, wire frame around it and yeah, stuff, was, too. You're like, what? That doesn't make any sense for how the shield was actually constructed. Yeah, I think they were like, yeah, throw something in there about Captain America. And they just, they hadn't written yeah. Captain America or they didn't even think, they're like, a prototype shield. You know, he's had, he has a shield, maybe he'll have this one. And then in the movie, it's like, he's had one. Yeah. There's the one shield. I'm sure the writer of Captain America, like at some point was, or the writers were like, we have to try and make that weird shield thing work, but it doesn't. It's just not going to make sense. So screw. It. We're just. Not I don't even do think it. they thought about it. They were just. I like, bet they thought about care. it for a second, but then we're just like, yeah, that doesn't work for us. Yeah, you know, like we don't need a, a second sequence of like building a shield and then finally figuring out the right one. You know, well, I f- I feel like oh, like you know, it could have been something like that. Well, they didn't have when they were figuring out the shields, they weren't painting them. But I think they they had written the movie and then. I, I don't know. I see it this way, and then they like they watch Iron Man two or something, and some or someone mentions it about the shield. Yeah. What are you doing about the shield? And then they watch it, and they go, um, nothing. I ain't good enough <laughs> about that. That's uh, just whatever. Yeah, that is a good question of like how tied together uh, these these movies were. You know what I mean? Like at the time, like if they were really trying to tie them together, because it doesn't feel like they were. Because we also have that that Easter egg of the Infinity Gauntlet in this movie. That is totally. They, do. they had no idea where they were going with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Not only is the Infinity Gauntlet there, all of the stones are on it, which directly contradicts the Tesseract thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, um, I, I have another theory about what that was going on. I don't know. It's just my own explanation for my own. Oh, the explanation. Yeah, the, it being a fake is 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 the thing that like Hella says in the yeah. But then movie, but. then they go ahead in Infinity War and they talk about how he, he has it built. In that movie that he makes Eitri, the the dwarf, build it for him. Yeah. But that's a that is a retcon. Like that is not their initial plan. Their initial plan was like, oh yeah, here's a fun Infinity Gauntlet Easter egg. There's the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Whoever was they were like, all right, so we're in charge of the vault, and they're like, all right, let's let's put a bunch of Easter eggs for all the fans. Yeah. What do we got? And so I think they just went through the comics and picked out some, and they're like, yeah, yeah this one, this one, this one. Yeah. And then when they wanted to, they started getting bigger. They were like, oh, that was probably a bad idea. Yeah. But uh, that, that's the thing to me, like and that that to me shows that none of the the things that ended up being Infinity Stones, the Tesseract and Loki's staff. I guess that's proof that like they did not think those were Infinity Stones when they first started using them. No. And they, they didn't even think about, you know, Thanos until Thanos, 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 until Avengers. Yeah. And they were like, let's just throw them in at the end. Like, 
Yeah, it's a fun and little thing his, to tease. Is all his plan? He's the one pulling the strings. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's kind of hilarious. Um, but yeah, this movie. Uh, this movie garnered a seventy-seven uh, percent uh, critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a seventy-six percent audience score. So this was a thoroughly a. Yeah. 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 For me, I'm gonna give it a four. Wow. Um, it is. It's a lot better now that when like it's the same thing that I've been saying for like literally all the movies in Phase One, except for Iron Man. A lot of these movies are better in retrospect. Yeah, you know, like you see where the characters developed, and it's like, oh, this is a, a good starting point. Yeah, and uh, that's what I've come to love about you know the newer movies. Like, yeah. um, I'll talk about Doctor Strange and why I think I like him. Oh, we totally didn't record that last night. No. Nah. Um. We recorded that in a few days, but uh, you know, I have a, uh, I have some th- thoughts on you know that. Yeah. So no. stay tuned. It, it'll be. I uh, let's let's also talk about the Stan Lee cameo. Uh, this is the one where uh, he's in the truck trying to pull the hammer out of the ground, and uh, his the the whole bed of the truck gets lifted off of it. Oh man, that's a ten out of ten. Ten out of ten, man. I know I say that for a lot of them, but no, ten out of ten. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, I'm going a good seven on that one. That one's pretty good. I believe it's a dodge, isn't it? Yes, it was a dodge. Yeah. I, li- I like that. Like, dodge is just okay with them. Like, ruining it doesn't make any sense if you know anything about trucks. Is like unless he attached it to uh-huh. the bed and then unscrewed all the you know the bed mounts. Yeah. It, why would that just flop off? Yeah. Do- oh, it doesn't make sense because yeah, the the hitch, the trailer hitch, is attached to the frame. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but it's hilarious. It's I, I can see you know someone dumb doing that. Just like let's wrap it around the, yeah. the bed sides. I'm sure it was one of those things where it just. And I like that he leaves it too. Yeah, he comes driving in, and, and uh, he just doesn't have a bed anymore. Yeah, there's no bed on it anymore. Are they? Yeah, it's a good payoff. I, I'm sure that that was one of those things where they wrote that in, where they're like, "Oh, he tries to pull it, and then the bed flies off." And then the the actual like the the uh, rigging people or whoever that had said, they're like, "Oh, this is so dumb. How? Why? Why do we have to make the bed? This doesn't make sense." And so they, then someone had to actually execute a way to make the bed fly off, like. They, I mean, they probably just put it on hydraulics and made it throw up, but, like... Well, the, I think they just unleashed it, and then, like, uh, they're like, all right, we'll tie it to the front so it flips, and then mm. tie it to the back, and then just have them drive away, and it'll, like, we'll pull it or some crap like that. Yeah. I think it was very practical. It was very practical. It was just, like, I love that, like, someone who definitely knows how cars work had to, like, receive that script and then go, I have to make a thing that wouldn't happen happen. <laughs> you know, like a thing yeah. that doesn't make sense at all. Well, even if they're like, they didn't think about it, like, yeah, and then they go to rig it up and they're like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, obviously, no matter what happens, someone's going, this doesn't make sense. Whatever. Yeah. That's someone movies, who, you know. So, yeah, someone who knows better is forced to do something they know doesn't make sense. It's movie magic. They do yeah. that all the time. So it's they true. were probably just like, okay. I guess, yeah. I just feel. I feel like for me as a car guy, if I were the like the person in charge of like the sort of <laughs> practical prop rigging, I'd be like, "Come on, guys!" Like, I would try to get creative. Yeah, with you it. can't like make the axle come out. I mean, even the axle wouldn't make sense. But I mean, you could. I've seen people tie it to the axle. I've seen that people tie it to the bumpers and stuff, and ruin bumpers, rip bumpers off, off cars and stuff like that. They'll in the front they attach it to like, uh, you know, yeah, the tie rods or something. Yeah, and then it pulls up and rips. The bumper off on cars and stuff like that. What do you What do you think crap. would have been like a good way? Because I like I'm trying to think for that for that particular bit. What would have been a good way to make the truck respond to have like a, a cool moment? Like let's. I don't know. Did, wait, did they use? Did they try to use? Um, was that a fifth wheel that it was like supposed to be? Like they, you know what a fifth wheel is? 
Yeah, the one that's in the bed. Yeah, it's in yeah. the bed, and I'm like, no, he doesn't have a. He, there's no fifth wheel in there's this no truck. There's no fifth no. wheel. I that don't makes think even so. less sense. But. Exactly, that's what I mean. Like, because and I'm pretty sure it shows them just hooking it up to the trailer hitch, just like cha-ching. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. There's, yeah, I, I feel think like I would have no, ended up doing the exact same thing. They yeah, because there's like no way to really like, make it a cool moment. Yeah, and like you don't have enough time to be like, let's try and figure out a cool way for this cameo. I mean, it's just a cameo. Yeah. So like, oh, it's a fun little thing. Yeah. Just do so, it. Yeah. Apparently, Stanley wanted to play Odin. <laughs> Excelsior! Excelsior! Thor, you are not worthy. <laughs> I don't know. That's my Stanley. That's your Stanley. It's good. Um, how about uh, the the post credit scene? Oh, we didn't we didn't rate the post credit scene uh, with with Selvig and Loki uh, agreeing to to go on there. How would you rate this one? Uh, I mean, that's a pretty good. Pretty yeah. one because it's got the tesseract and it's that's actually you know a tie to Captain America yeah. and it's really cool that like uh, they lose it at yeah. the end of Captain America and then it's like oh look it's here and it's got mm-hmm. we're gonna be doing something with it yeah well that's it cool because this really is the cool first scene. this is the first appearance of the tesseract because uh, it appears here then we see the origin story of it I in forget. Captain America and so this is even though it comes before Captain America this is like the connecting dot okay. between Cap and Avengers so I was like I was gonna say I'm like this is like an Avengers one. It is. But it's also a Captain America one because yeah. they start Captain America off. So that's a really efficient post credit scene yeah, to tease two different movies at it's, once. It's pretty good, you know? Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, that's a solid like seven, eight? Seven? I'll give it like an eight. Yeah? Yeah, it's a little give it an two. eight. Yeah. It did get me very Sorry. excited because I had no idea what that was when I saw it. Like The Cosmic Cube? Or yeah. The, or the, yeah, the Tesseract. I guess, yeah, it is weird. Like you watch it and it's like, what is that? Mm-hmm. But like watching back, it's like, oh, it's the Tesseract, you know, obviously... But yeah, thinking back, like when you first see it, it's like, I guess that doesn't make any sense. Not at all. At all. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. It's fun. Uh, villain rating. How do you, how do you rate? I'd say Loki is the villain. Um, so in this movie as a villain, he's he's pretty weak. He doesn't really come into his own mm-hmm. until... Uh, Avengers. Avengers and kind of, you know, become the charismatic Loki that we all know. Yeah. Um, he's still pretty good. He does an amazing job. He's a, he's a terrific actor. But yeah, the motivations are... A little, a little weird. You well, know. see, I, I'm fine with the motivations. I just don't think the execution makes sense. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. like him just because like him wanting his dad's love and like being jealous of Thor and stuff. I think that stuff is really clear. It's just the way he goes about it is like nonsensical. Yeah, it's the same thing with Obadiah. Yeah, like the it's it has perfect um, reasonings behind why he does it, but yeah. then just totally it doesn't does, make sense does the it, way that he goes it about weird. it. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, I'd say for Loki in this movie, I'd give Loki a good like seven just because I was going to say six. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like, I, 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 it was forgettable for me. Mm. Like I even forgot that he was the main villain and I thought the destroyer was the main villain. And I was like, <laughs> that's a weak villain. But I was like, oh, yeah, his brother was doing it was yeah. like it was like a drama, you know? Yeah, that's fair. So do you think the larger MCU bogged down this movie at all? Or do you think it was pretty? uh like the, that, that it didn't have too much negative effect on it. No, it had pretty good um, because it has Shield. Yeah, and Shield plays a prominent role in yeah in a perfect spot. Like you know, his hammer comes down. It makes sense that Shield would want to know what this thing was. Yeah. So they have like their role in as a uh, Shield is perfect, and yeah. then they like that's all they really you know they it's very mysterious is what Shield's going on, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody knew it was leading up to Avengers, mm-hmm. but. It didn't bog the story down. It actually was. Um, it I think it helped. Bring yeah, hundred percent story. So 
Yeah, no, I think this is a very well executed uh, uh, way of tying it into the to the rest of the universe. Um, yeah, so I think I think that pretty much covers everything for this movie. Uh, anything else you want to say about it? No, I think I think I think we got everything. Sick. Well, uh, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you rate and review on iTunes or whatever podcast app that you're listening on. We very much appreciate that. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at that might be cool. You can follow me at Jason Halftones. You can follow Chase at High Speed Chase. Uh, and uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that. You can go to patreon.com slash that might be cool. Uh, you'll find all sorts of benefits like exclusive podcast episodes, early access to the main episodes, uh, as well as uh, our love and appreciation, among other things. So uh, you can go out, check that out. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow for Captain America, the first Avenger. <laughs>